And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. There's this thing on. One, two, Mike, check, one, two. All right. Man, this is our city. This is our city, man. We did it, man. It's unbelievable. I feel like Black Jesus. We've seen the story before. We've seen the story Welcome before. to the Athletic NBA Show. Monday <laughs> on the Athletic Podcast Network. Welcome to Point of Hit. No, let me stop by Zach. Let me stop by Zach impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> we need to keep that in. I do have a take. Um, the only thing I'll say about it, obviously, congrats to Nicola. Uh, you know, he deserved it. He had a, an amazing season. Uh, you know, there's no right or wrong. You know, there's there was a lot of candidates. Uh, he could have gone either way. Like Giannis, uh, you know. Uh, Devin Booker, you know, being on the best team in the league by far. Uh, so I guess every year is all about, you know, whatever you guys decide, whatever fits the narrative. Welcome to Point of Contention. Five subjects, five minutes, five points of contention. Coming up on the show, are the Heat done? Changing the All NBA voting, Kyrie. Extra teams and how the West will be won. Today is May 27th. Happy National Grape Popsicle Day. That's a thing. I'm Zach Harper. Andrew Schlecht is producing in this corner the long metal legend, the kingpin from Beantown, who calls it like he sees it and often calls it before he sees it and sometimes sees like he calls it. In his heyday, he liked a hot box because he wanted all the smoke and is exactly who Omar from The Wire was talking about when he said, you come at the king, you best not miss. He is the one and only Jay King. Jay, have you ever seen an NBA player hit nothing but backboard on two different three-point attempts in the same possession like Vic Oladipo in Game 5? Uh, Probably not identically any the level. way that he did. How about it any was level? Just, <laughs> it was the same miss twice yeah. on the same possession. It was marvelous, actually. I think he hit the same spot on the backboard twice. Mike Breen had the best. It was just like way off again on the same. <laughs> way off again. <laughs> that game was so disgusting. Oh my god. That's Mike oh, Breen's version good. of the double bang, right? Yeah, <laughs> Get the double it's the way exact off. Opposite, <laughs> yeah. Way off. He gets it back. Way off again. It was a double doink basketball <laughs> version. And in this corner, Bay Area legend is stitching to the glove, the parent to the J-Kid. He puts the on, be shy, he writes the hook for Hook Mitchell. He puts the ill in Lillard. It's the three-time author of Bay Area and NBA basketball, the creator of the rap group, a scribe called Quest. You can mark us all down as fans of the legend. It's the one and only Marcus Thompson. Marcus, rank these three Tom Cruise movies. Top Gun, Mission Impossible, and Collateral. Collateral, Mission Impossible, Top Gun. That's the correct ranking. I'm happy for you. A lot of people don't know Collateral. I'm firmly on this hill, and I will die on it. Come on, really? The best Collateral? No, no, but the best Michael Mann movie. It's not Heat. It's Collateral. Collateral is the best movie he ever directed. Go watch it again. It's fantastic. I was about to say, come on, man. People know about Collateral. 
They do, but they don't realize how I never great watched it is. Collateral. Oh my god, it's so good. It's absolutely so good. Watch it and then watch it again with whatever that weird face filter people are putting on things. Not the crying one, but like the cartoonish <laughs> Who Framed Roger Rabbit faces. I can't get enough of those videos, by the way. Send them all to me at Talk Hoops on Twitter. <laughs> I'm here for all of them. Andrew, start the clock. It's time for take one. Are the Heat done? Wednesday night, the Boston Celtics beat the Heat 93-80 to to pull themselves within one game of making the NBA Finals for the first time since 2010. It was... One of the worst games I've ever seen in a playoff setting uh, on both ends of it. It was horrible. Once the Celtics grabbed hold of actually playing basketball in the second half, we got it pretty much put away with a couple of runs at the end of the third quarter, the beginning of the fourth quarter. Eastern Conference playoffs have been a war of attrition with injuries to key players like Joel Embiid, Chris Middleton in the early rounds. Then we've got Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, and the Time Lord in the East Finals, Jay is this a case of injuries being too much for the Heat, or did the Boston talent and defense become too much for the Heat? I think it's injuries, honestly. Like Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry just seemed to have nothing in Game 5. The, the Celtics put Al Horford on Butler, and Emi Odoka said later, we, we just guarded him like a big because he didn't want to score. And it's like, if Jimmy Butler does not want to score, and if the Celtics know that Jimmy Butler does not want to score, and if Lowry does not have an assist, does not have a made field goal, does not have any positive impact whatsoever on the game, then they're just going to struggle to score, man. The the backcourt performance the last two games between Struess and Kyle Lowry, those guys are just giving them absolutely nothing they're one for 28 combined over the last two games which is impossible and you can't really come back from that and it seems like the deeper that this goes into the series the Celtics just find more and poor more and more pressure points to push on and you know unless Butler especially is able to give the heat a lot more in game six, it's hard to imagine the Heat scoring enough to to win another game. Marcus, these Heat are cooked. Like, there's no, unless there is a magical trip to Germany between now and game six, I do not see any legs being revived and any uh, talent disparity being made up on the Heat's part. It's tough to see, but that's why I think it's going to happen. Just to mess with us? I mean, right? Wouldn't that be very heat-like? <laughs> like, I guess, man. It I mean, they're kind of dead. It's like I gotta be honest. Yeah. I don't think we they're need not game going six. Out like this, move though. the move the Celtics. I don't want to see any more of this series. It's been awful. I was so excited they, for it, and it's been horrendous. It's been dude, a disgusting should, series. Their, their offensive rating in the third quarter was sixty-six point seven. Like they, I mean, that, I, that was just a, a horrendous. There, there was a point where Tom so Haverstro Tom Haverstro tweeted that the Heat were five of thirty-three from three-point range. I was like, I've watched this whole game. They have not made five threes. There's no way. Like it's just poor Struce. Poor Struce. Like four minutes into the third quarter, he missed his 16th straight three pointer, (laughs) and then he was kind of looking over at the bench, like I know they're going to take me out. I know it. And sure, he committed a foul on the breakaway and was like, he's trying to get out of there at that point. (laughs) I, I do feel like there, there, there are some moves that they can make, and it's a reach. Like it's, you know, what I'm saying it's desperation time. 
but I do feel like, like for for one, like let's just let's get Gabe Vincent. Let's just get him all the minutes, right? God, <laughs> like, he's he's good. Give. He's, he's, <laughs> he's been yeah, really good, and, and he's someone who like seems to want to fight. Yeah, and he he can make plays on both ends. Like he's play, I think he played twenty minutes last game. Like that's just that's just simply not enough. I mean, bottom line, it's not enough. And you know what, man get get your seven some minutes. Like, oh, that's my I, I do feel oh, like I, I, was so prepared, I wasn't prepared for the call for your. Seven. Yes, no, he's a hundred percent right. That man's yeah, a bucket. Man, like you, the problem is they they just have nowhere to turn. And you know the Heat can play defense, but nobody is a good defender when you can't score. Like no, eventually it just becomes demoralizing, and you can't defend at a high level when you're not making shots. I just do feel like they need some different looks. They mm-hmm. need some of that hungry energy. And I don't know if it'll work, but we know what they're doing. It won't. Will not work, right? Like, we it already won't. know that. Like, run Caleb, run Caleb Martin a little bit more. Like, just give these dudes some dudes with some juice, with some legs, with some life, with some energy, and maybe a little bit of offensive skill. It's your best shot, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've been down. That I, thing. I've been down on on the Oladipo signing because I've just been like, I think this is going to be Danny Granger 2.0. Like, I just, I don't think it's going to yield results. And then there were some Heat fans after game four that were like, oh, you still feel like this? I was like, because he turned a 40-point loss into a 20-point loss? Like, there's, the there's second no... second half f- of game three, too, though. No. No, 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 His no, no. defense he, was great in that game. He, one, Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum gave him the ball twice. Like, just gave it to him. Just handed it to him twice. And then his off-ball defense was bad. It was bad. Like he gave up a wide open three to Marcus Smart. Like it, it was bad. And so, and I'm not trying to shit on the guy. Like it's a great story if he can come back like and be consistently productive. Yeah, yeah it, it would, it's a great story. It's just when Caleb Martin is there, and I know that dude can go play defense and maybe be a slasher. I just think that okay, hoping that Vic Oladipo becomes Vic Oladipo again isn't going to do it. And at the same time, like like Marcus said, give Gabe Vincent these minutes. Gabe Vincent can play. He's ready to go. He's he's going on both ends of the floor. The hero loss has been a big deal, too, because I, I know when he went out, people were wondering, is this actually good for the Heat? Because the Celtics have targeted him. And it's like, to an extent, th- that's an issue for them when he's mm-hmm. out there. But they also just need whatever offensive pop they can get in this series. <sighs> like Anybody that the can way turn that, the corner on a screen or something, right? Like, yeah, the way that Butler is right now, the way that Lowry is right now, they just need more creativity. They they need someone who can make the Celtics pay for just like laying back at the rim. Like they are literally <laughs> like just just waiting for the Heat to to attack them near no, the for rim. Real. They're literally playing like I dare you to defense. Yeah, yeah. they're playing defense like the beat is like playing center in college like that's what it is they're just like we're gonna have a guy in the paint we dare you to call three seconds we dare you to like to attack this rim like we're just gonna have a dude here and i also think there's a chance bam just has a huge game six if they guard him the way that they did in game five because they were just giving him 15 footers and i know he's, he's not the best shooter ever but no, he's but gotten he's been better a, at he's that been afraid shot. to do it he's he and, can do it he's just been afraid yeah he I, he's got to just take the shots that are available to him because even though it's not the most efficient shot ever, they're not getting efficient shots at all. Like just, yeah. just let it fly, man. If they're gonna guard yeah. you like that, make them pay for it. He's he's Idris he uh, until he's until he starts playing well again. He doesn't get banned I'm, anymore. I would give them that nothing to lose bump, right? They, <laughs> they, 
no pressure. <laughs> yeah, Shots exactly. go fly. They yeah, all of a sudden, oh, bam, 40. Let's see what happens. But only problem is that just might keep it close. <laughs> and uh, then no, we got to cut right? this thing and out. The, yeah, the, the Celtics have been... <laughs> They've I mean, been their best hope too. is to not get blown out. Like that's what it feels like. Uh, They've been bad the too. The Celtics during the playoffs at dealing with a little bit of success. It seems like every win they come back the next game and they're just not as sharp. Yeah, yeah. And, they actually, I mean, they're kind of lucky. Game five that the Heat didn't come out and play good basketball right away. And they had a part, they, 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 they had a hand in just, that. But just they, they, an they, unforgivable first half by all God, involved. Yeah, it's no, I'm, I'm done with it. All it, right, take two. I was watching. I was watching <laughs> next to Tim Bontemps, who was just absolutely disgusted, just like screaming about how awful it was the whole first half. I've I've never seen someone <laughs> so excited about how awful the basketball was. I w- I wish everyone could have experienced Bontemps' disgust. It's Jay King on IG Live next game the entire time, just pointing out media row reactions and uh, and frustrations. (laughs) It it was over the top. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. (laughs) Take two. All-NBA debacle? The All-NBA teams were announced Tuesday night, and they are as follows. First team, Giannis, Booker, Luka, Jokic, Tatum. Second team, Steph, DeMar, KD, Joel, and Ja. Third team, Chris Paul, Siakam, Cat, Trey Young, LeBron? Huh. Jason Tatum had some words on the voting process pregame on Wednesday. He said, quote, there, sh- there just should be some rules in place. I don't know exactly, but maybe you should have to play a certain amount of games, or maybe you're a playoff team or not. Tatum added, quote, I do think it should be positionless. Joel Embiid was second in, in MVP voting and made the second team. So, Marcus, is Tatum right? Should all NBA be, be positionless? And should MVP no. be part of the All-NBA voting process? No, but it is, even though it's not officially. But, of course, people are thinking that way. But, no, it shouldn't be. And if it was positionless and it was five guards, they'd be complaining about centers not getting love. And then if it's all centers, they'd be like, oh, we're the point guards. It's like, Would anybody really man? complain if, like, Rudy Gobert doesn't get a spot on third team? <laughs> I think I'd be good, Some man. more guards made it. <laughs> I think I I'd be fine like, with it. I, I don't feel like it should be positionless, but maybe it's, be it's all-star. Where it's like front court, back court, like you know, but yeah. the no matter how you shake it, there are no rules, there are no ways to bend this so everybody's happy. And you know what? 
first off, why is Jason Tatum even talking? Didn't he make first team? Like you can't. Yeah, that, but that's he's, a he's, rule. He's you cannot complain when you're first team. He's mad. You cannot complain when you're first team. All right, you should have complained last year. Yeah, this year you just take your award when you're first team. No complaints. He couldn't risk not getting votes this year if he felt like it was a petty thing. If he if he nah, don't, voters, don't get, you know? no, don't, so don't get up here unless you got to drop some names. Like who should be off the first team? I'm with I, that. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah. to me, no, it doesn't matter. Everybody can't. It's five spots. Bottom line, it's five spots, and there's a lot of good players. It's going to happen. Now, if he said we shouldn't be voting, all right. But even if anybody votes, there's gonna be a dude left off, and they're gonna whine about it every time. Yeah. You Adam- just can't have it every time. Adam Silver was on the radio like a week or two ago, and it was like, I don't want to vote for it. I don't want to decide these these awards. It's like the commissioner doesn't want to do it. Like players shouldn't do it. I guess media should, but even then, I, like I understand the hesitations with that. I don't know. I think in college they they do all American teams. They just tell you you need to pick five guys that could theoretically play on the court at the same time in a real game. And I kind of like that idea. Mm. Like because I think Jokic and Embiid. Like you, you could convince me that that For they sure. could work together if yeah. if they were actually in the front court together. I like that um, idea actually. That's or a, just yeah. do the all one team that. where there's like twelve that. guys selected. Like <laughs> just put all twelve of them on first team. How about that? <laughs> well, it and it, it's not going to happen every year that that a a guy who finishes second in MVP voting is second team all nba but it's happened for a long time like there were years bill russell won the mvp and was second team all nba like this is just a thing that's happened forever Mm -hmm. my bigger issue was with the nba saying that Embiid and Jokic were both available for forward spots like yeah i don't like that i don't like that bullshit if you're gonna have positions you can't just put guys in positions court, that they're not court. even a part of. Yeah, do front, front court, back court, court like court. the all star yeah. voting or or no pos- I would rather no positions because I don't care. Like if it's five guards as the best five players in a season, then it's five guards. Like I don't care about that personally. Yeah, I don't care about it either. I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter, but the when it's five mark, guards, just be ready it. for the big man to be crying about. Oh, nobody respects it. Or you know what? Go learn to hit a three Ru- big Rudy, man. How Rudy about that? would literally cry. Oh man, if there were no centers in the. The first, there's a but there's a bias teams. against me <laughs> you guys are just uh, uh, plotting the conspiracy against the future of james wiseman wow that's <laughs> what this is you gonna have to cover him soon or is that gonna be somebody soon. else's problem <laughs> what do you mean soon <laughs> i mean is he ever gonna play another game in a warrior's uniform <laughs> i still believe in wiseman that yeah he's gonna be good why is this all NBA don't. hopes just got ended? Uh, yeah, they uh, just because got... Jason Tatum complained that he made first team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, never no, gonna Wiseman's get it gonna be a point guard anyway. Thanks. <laughs> uh, why don't the Warriors like James Wiseman? Let's change the subject a little bit. <laughs> the, the Warriors love James Wiseman. That's one of do the... they actually, or is this just how you increase trade value? Nah, I, I think they really love him. Actually, the owner loves him to death. He's their he's their future. He's oh, there. Man. We figure this out. The post Steph Curry era. We've real got our quick, piece. Real quick, did you see that video? It's it's old, but it was it was Vivek telling the you know telling the Kings to draft Nick Stauskas from years ago. Obviously, I think what was that twenty fifteen or whatever. What um, a moment! But tell it, and it's like a video of him and it's Pete D'Alessandro and it's uh and it's Vivek saying, yeah, he he said he told us. 
that he hit 92 of 100 threes in one session. And it's like, you didn't even see it? He, he told, just, he told you? <laughs> That's what you went off? Well, I didn't, man. man they got hype about that. I hit 93 out of 100. <laughs> I hit ninety three out of a hundred. Hey, expect expect a ten day from uh, I hit all hundred of those things pretty soon. All right, let's move on to take three. That dude cheated on the test, but then missed a couple answers just so it looks real. You have like, to. That's the way you do it. You can't get a hundred. Ninety three out of a hundred. Okay, you're, a, you're not an A plus student. You gotta you gotta <laughs> drop a little. All right, take three. The conference finals are winding down. Draft scene is draft season is beginning. So of course, Kyrie Irving. He's in the news. Christian Winfield of New York Daily News reports that the Nets are outright willing to give the Star Guard a long-term extension after he or outright unwilling to give the Star Guard a long-term extension after he opts out of his $36.9 million player option. So this Kyrie thing is complicated, right? Marcus, what's the move for the Nets? Oh, did we lose Marcus? Hold on. No. Okay, hold on. Three, two. Marcus, what's the move for the Nets? How do you see this this going if there is a potential unwillingness to give that long-term extension to Kyrie? Man, team options. It's <laughs> nothing like nothing like at the end we're going to give Four you Four-year deal I mean, with three team options? Is you that know what I'm saying? saying? <laughs> <laughs> or at least go with the rookie contract. That's the that's basically the rookie deal after 2 years, yeah. right? It's option yeah. option. Uh I mean, give them incentive-laden deal. Like, give them all the money, but just give them incentives. The problem, the reason why they have to do it is because the best player on the team, like, wants him there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are we convinced Durant, that right? Durant still wants him there? I mean, we have <sighs> what question. he said. I wouldn't be surprised if behind the scenes... Uh, and the question is, what can they... Who, who? How do you upgrade from Kyrie? Like, who, who are they getting? Somebody uh, that'll play? <laughs> so my thing with with Durant is: Would you rather have twenty nine games of Kyrie or eighty two games of Goran Dragic? Twenty nine games of Kyrie. Uh, that's fair. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely twenty nine games of Kyrie. I think it's rude, but it's fair. And but, twice the price. <laughs> but I I have a theory that Durant has informed the Nets that he's cool with them doing whatever with Kyrie Irving because mm. Sean Marks came out and said some pretty harsh comments about Kyrie, how they need to get guys who are available, how they need to get guys who want to play for the team. And I don't think he's doing that. I don't think this report would come out that they're unwilling to offer him an extension if Kevin Durant's not on board with Mm. that. And Durant, from his perspective – and this is all obviously just me speculating and me thinking about the situation by myself with no internal information. But he so just take went this through as a, a direct report and source. He just went through a series with the Celtics where he looked bad because yeah. he didn't have enough around him. And he, Ben Simmons was not playing. Kyrie, you know, part of the issue with that team was they just had no familiarity with each other because Kyrie spent half the season doing God knows what. And and I think Durant, after going through that, like something like that could really change your perspective because now it, it's not just impacting your, your team on a day-to-day basis, but it's also impacting the way people see you. And, and he went from, you know, best player in the world, everybody thought he was the best player in the world, to now there are doubts about that. Um, because of what I think was like 
just how bad the rest of his team was in a playoff series against the Boston Celtics. And well, where is the upgrade though? Like, I don't. I mean, that's a pretty significant. The upgrade is someone who risk. plays like yeah, but three fourths of the it season. Can, it can't be that, but it's got to be somebody really good who plays Gabe three fourths of the season. Hey, hey, <laughs> don't play with me now. Like, hey, Trey, Trey Young, like won, Trey Young <laughs> wanted Gabe Vincent on the uh, the Miami Heat graphic of we've made the next round but also you know Gabe Vincent kind of held Trey Young to a pretty poor series so maybe that was a little selfish on Trey Young's part but there is a Gabe Vincent high I I like look I, I'm a big Gabe Vincent fan uh I don't know what the heck happened for with well, what about, Nigeria what about came this back a monster what about <laughs> <laughs> Naija baby let's go what, what about this what if like John Wall becomes available right Becomes and he is available. <laughs> <When's>, <laughs> no, but I'm saying like if he can Wall. play, if he can play sixty games versus not knowing so, what. So, so what you want Kyrie someone who's going to be available, and you're thinking and you went with somebody Wall. needs to. Uh, look, I know I mean, John Wall Westbrook, wants to play. Right? John Wall up. wanted to play last year, and they the Rockets like uh, we're trying to lose these games. It's like I don't know that John Wall is going to drag this team to out of the lottery. Like I think I, he's going to be okay. I, I do think you know the whole point in going to Brooklyn. And leaving the Warriors was to go and kind of build a champion. He just need he needs another he needs another star. He needs a reliable star for sure. But it can't just be a piece. We we've seen it. Like mm-hmm. we've seen what happens when he's by himself. And he was he was by himself a lot. So I while while I feel you right, like seventy five percent of the games is a worthy goal. But Kevin Durant needs to win a championship. And he's got to get somebody really good next to him. Right, like, well, all right, I'm, I'm looking at free would, agents, man. Would they like, be that's what I'm off. saying. It's tough, Zach. It's, would I'm they be better off? Yeah, it's tough. If he's they move, really good when he plays. Would they be better off if they moved Kyrie for like two or three good defensive wings? Who's trading for him? Yeah, his trade value can't be lower, right? You can't trust that he's going to play. It's not that he's not good. It's that you don't know if he's going to play basketball. Especially if you trade him to a team where he don't <laughs> want to be. By choice oh, or by is, injury. Yeah, like, that's he is the out, thing. bro. Yeah. Can you imagine Kyrie getting traded to, like, Minnesota? And it's like, yo, you know what? <laughs> I'm just going to post up on his reservation. Oh, wait like, a second. Are it. we talking a D-Lo reunion hey, in Brooklyn? All right. <laughs> now I'm on board. And, and just the content that Anthony Edwards will have from hanging out with Kyrie. Oh, man. I'm D-Lo in. Jade McDaniel? Come on, man. I'll do oh. that. Well, Tim Connolly strikes. Jay McDaniel. Tim Connolly strikes. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Let's move uh, on to something more realistic. Coming up after the break, do the Mavs still have some life in them? And new NBA teams. We're back after this. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream direct TV satellite free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get direct TV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream direct TV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next, you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream direct TV without a satellite dish. Visit directtv.com. High speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. 
You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Take four. Teamless in Seattle? Maybe not in two years, according to sports journalist John Canzano. The league is looking into expanding to the two cities in 2024 following the expiration of the NBA's TV deal. Those two cities? Seattle and Las Vegas. That's right. Getting back to the Pacific Northwest, just north, three hours north of Portland, and getting into Sin City, where the NBA hasn't been officially outside the summer league since when was that all-star game 2007 where pac-man jones pac-man jones got into a thing there well he's probably got into a thing there multiple times but multiple times, or, yes. and everywhere <laughs> and everywhere yes but marcus do you buy that the league is ready for two more teams in 2024 yes but expansion is gonna be tough like you're mm. adding two teams to this first off like you, you they work to get to this perfect balance of five teams per division. Now that's going to be all out of whack. But also, I mean, you're looking at some of the talent on these teams. You really want to thin that out even more by adding two franchises? Like, I agree. They should be in Seattle. And I'm interested in Las Vegas. Uh-huh. But, man, like, <laughs> are you are you serious right now? I believe in big markets. I, I do believe in bigger markets. But they're essentially thinning out the rosters they're thinning out the amount of people the amount of talent each team will have so now a super team really kind of destroys the league because now it's, it's it's that much tougher to me that's that's deep i, I feel like you gotta you gotta move a couple teams man check like, out <laughs> san francisco elitist marcus thompson talking about i like big markets Oh my goodness! <laughs> Big markets, man. That's the way to go. That's I, the I way feel to like go. That's the way to go. Interesting, uh, Jay. What about what about the expansion side of this? Because there, you know, I I think there's a lot of talent out there that's still not in the NBA yet, and guys that could get a chance. But the star talent, that's something that's already difficult enough to spread out. Uh, yeah, and honestly, I, I think the league is in a great place right now. I think. You know, after the Warriors just kind of toasted everybody and everyone looked at them and you just knew 
they were either going to win it or they were going to lose it simply because they got injured like they ended up doing. Um, now it's like this season there were legit like what eight teams that had a a chance at least some chance of winning a title and that's fun to me and I also think the league is very talented right now there are a lot of young players emerging and taking the next step to becoming really great and I mean maybe I'm just like the the washed up dude who doesn't want change but I think adding two teams and diminishing the talent level of teams is just like to to me the league is in such a great place i don't want to see that are there 30 yeah. stars in this are there 32 they're stars not 30 in this they're league not 30 stars in this league i mean that that's yeah. what we've twice had to fill i mean all right earmuffs this orlando and chicago we've twice had to fill out an all-star team with nikola vucevic Twice. <laughs> Good player. Two times. Two Two times. times. <laughs> Good player. But twice. I mean, Andrew Wiggins started. Well, that's K-pop, baby. Yeah, that was K-pop. <laughs> that was K-pop. <laughs> <laughs> it was just K-pop. Also, justice for my man Andrew Wiggins. Who everyone just loves shitting on after the All-Star break and he had a couple of struggle moments. And what's happening? He is single-handedly carrying them to the NBA Finals. Maybe wait, that part is not wait, wait. accurate, but he's going to be there. I mean, there's no way. Look, if anybody <laughs> changed their stripes more than Andrew Wiggins in this that postseason, dunk, show him to me. I can't get show, like, that dunk. That dunk <laughs> yo, is so nasty. It might Andrew not, Wiggins it might is a be, savage, bro. It might not even be better than the Brandon Clark one, but I just like it more. It looks prettier. It's it's crazy what Wiggins has done to transform his reputation. That dude, he scored a ton early in his career, and everyone still looked at him like that dude is useless. He doesn't doesn't rebound. Doesn't not defend, everyone. Some people believe this entire doesn't do time. anything to really help you win. And now he's out there guarding Luca. He's out there pressuring full court. He's out there he's like hey lead man, rebounder. As, as, a, <laughs> yeah. as a rookie, as a rookie, he was guarding CP three. Yeah. He was guarding Jimmy Butler. He, he always guarded guard LeBron. Harden. Well, yeah, he, he always, yeah, he always is like, you traded me. Hey, we may lose, but I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get some hey, revenge here. Hey, all year we'd write about Wiggins, Jay, and it'll be like invariably like Wiggins has a good game, no matter what. There were some Minnesota I, I, fans who follow up, be like, "Hold on, just give it time." Yeah. He's I, I remember, you. I remember reading some of your stuff when they first got him, and I was like, "Man, these guys are really high on Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> like, they are way too high on Andrew Wiggins." Jimmy, this is Jimmy not always said out. he was the most talented. He just, it was, you know. You gotta, yeah, that, you gotta, it, you gotta it, harness that talent. It's like, been tough. Like, is there another example of this? Like a first round pick who's like, eh, kind of a bust, and then all of a sudden he's like, revered. to a lesser extent, Jeff Green, sort of. Like Jeff Green had somewhat empty numbers earlier in his career, and yeah, then emerged but, yeah, as like a guy who could defend bad. and, and yeah. was tough, and he's still uh, like a good role player. Mm-hmm. Today, I was thinking it wasn't as bad of a bus feel, but it reminded me of Joe Smith. Remember how bad Joe Smith was the number yeah. one pick? It was like, oh, you failed, but he ended up being a really good pro, man. Like, but I think Wiggins is not as bad, big of a fall as Joe Smith, and he's also a better player at his peak. But you just don't find it, man. Normally, when we write dudes off, they stay written off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to think of someone who was written off and then ended up like bouncing back like that, and. 
the thing to me is like he just got know. tough. <laughs> that, but that's but that's what, the unique part. Like you don't yeah. normally get that, right? You either tough or you not. But this dude, like I don't know if he Wiggins got is tough. A savage, I think, man. I, I don't know if it was getting tough. I think it was just deciding to care consistently. I think that was it. Uh, and about like the things that win, like caring about yeah. the things that win, I right? I don't want to be I don't want to be corny and I don't want to take away from any heartwarming heartwarming stories or something like is it possible fatherhood did it? All, no all these players, all these players now have great, great turns corny, after fatherhood. I do, but I do think there <laughs> is a maturation to it, right? There is a maturity element to it. There uh, has to be, yeah. Yeah. I also think, uh, you know, not to be corny, but I also think Stephen Curry's got something to do with it too. Like this dude yeah, has been pumping helps. into, yeah, he's been pumping into Andrew Wiggins and hyping him up and all mm-hmm. talking to him, and and even though like. It's just funny. Steph is like 34. And when he praise you, like it means something to these dudes. When Steph is like, you won that game for us, you like Wiggins be smiling like yeah. <laughs> Jesus, like some hot girl said, What's up? Right? Like <laughs> when, when, when Steph is like, hey man, you won that game, all of a sudden they light up. I yeah. do think stuff like that matters. And we kinda I, I just forget about it because Steph is Steph, right? He's been around forever. Right. But these guys come in, they look at Steph, they look at Steph different. So when he says something, yeah. it's a little, it's a little sweeter. All right. Talked about carrying the Warriors to the NBA Finals. Or will they? Take five. Do the Mavs still have life? This is a nope. question you already know the answer to because we are recording on Thursday afternoon. And the game is Thursday night. But let's get our crystal ball and our oracle robes and accurately predict the outcome of this game. Great and powerful oracle, Jay King. Give us your insight. The Mavericks are going to lose. They are going to lose. Wow. By this there is going to be bloodshed. Stephen Curry gonna drive the stake in them. Andrew Wiggins gonna continue single handedly carrying the Warriors to the end. A lot NBA of people finals. are saying it, man. A lot of people are saying it. Yeah. No, I I, I, I think summer. the the Warriors they they let up in game four. They 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 wanted the extra gate money of another game at home and and now they're gonna just end the series. Ten million a game per some estimates. Ooh, wow! <laughs> Ten million a home game. Well, imagine what Game Seven would feel like. Oh man, yeah. You hey, know? listen, I do look. I, I do think they'll win. I do think this is very dangerous <laughs> because Dallas, Dallas can just get hot, make yeah. twenty five threes, and you're looking at Game Six. Uh, but I have a feeling Clay will wake up, and to me, it's gonna be Clay if. Clay is just a better he's just a better player at home at this point. He's a mm-hmm. better shooter at home. And if Clay's what, if Clay's making shots, that's you just it's really tough to beat this team. What about game two, right? Mavericks should have won game two and then they just they choked away the second half. Like, is there something there that gives the Mavs hope for coming out and playing well in Chase Center tonight? Absolutely. They made 15 threes in the first half. Yeah. <laughs> they were on pace for That's, NBA it, it record. It really is just like, That's will their shooting it. show up? I, like, their defense has obviously struggled against the Warriors, but the Warriors, I don't think they've defended the Mavs all that well. I think the Mavs are missing a lot of open looks. A ton of them. And I don't really even believe in the Warriors' philosophy either. I feel like you stay home, you make Luka get 60, and he's going to yeah. tire out driving yep. 100 times a game. But they drive and they react to the pain. And Mavericks have gotten a ton of open shots. I mean, I guess there's a part of you that's like, look, man, if these dudes just catch, if all of them just catch fire, then you lose. But it's probably yeah. not. 
probable, but they have missed a ton of open shots, they right? A and, lot, man. They were then, generating like 28 a game or something. Yeah, it's they've missed a lot of open shots. And the crazy part about game three is, I mean, they weren't even close. Like Reggie mm-hmm. Bullock, Kleber, they mm-hmm. weren't even. I mean, they were getting wide Kleber, open Kleber shots. Kleber stopped Bullock. Bullock. Bullock, yeah, Bullock. Bullock. Why <laughs> keep messing that up? Yeah. So if they make open shots, if they make threes, they present a problem. Jay, uh, Jay's pick for defensive player of the year, Maxi Kleber, he just stopped shooting in game three. He was so shook by the misses. That, that wasn't that wasn't a great great game for the Maxi Kleber fans out there. No. He blocked a couple of shots, though, right? He, he no, my man can defense. play D. My man can really <laughs> he can. play D. He's not the reason they're defensive. He's a sneaky good, blocker, he though. D. Like People will be like, I'm about white? to dunk on this dude, and he'll block. Because he's white? No, I, I don't know why they do that. And hey, Jonathan Kaminga tried to was like, oh, I'm about to dump on this dude. Yeah. He, he got there though. <laughs> like, hey, like, hey, He's like, hold on, man, you ain't supposed to be able to get up like that. Um, all right, let's say the Mavericks lose Thursday night, which people already know this by the time you listen to this. Let's say they lose Thursday night. What's the next thing for them, Jay? For the Mavericks? Yeah, like what? What's the target this offseason? They need to get more athletic. They they need to get longer, more athletic. I got, the the thing that's really stood out to me in this series is that the Warriors have just been able to beat their guys off the bounce. Even when they send two, like they've been able to get into the paint. They've been able to really beat that defense. As good as that defense is, it's just like a lot of smart defenders. It's not necessarily like freaks out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would be my thing is, is just looking for more length to surround Luka with. They got to get another playmaker. They just mm. have to. They they have to get somebody else who can push Luca off the ball and say, "I got this." Yeah. I mean, you can really and just they, and they might be. Luka. They're probably losing Brunson, right? Do we think they're? Do we think yeah, Brunson's yeah, out? Free agent, absolutely. But even yeah, he might have played himself into staying, though. No, he's not. Nah, <laughs> he played still himself exists, right man. into the New York Knicks, baby. That's what he <laughs> the Knicks exist. He played himself right into a New York Knicks contract, baby. <laughs> but but even Brunson. It's far more of an ISO. I'm going to go get a bucket. Yeah. Like, they need some driving kick. They need, like, Luca's out there by himself half the time. And it's not because the other guys don't want to. It's just like, all right, if you want Dorian Finney-Smith to create off the dribble, go ahead. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and it ends up being the best option. When the Warriors go zone, they move Luca off the ball. And it had a little bit of effect. But eventually, in the playoffs, I mean, we've seen it. When they make threes, they win. When they don't, they lose. They don't have an answer when they don't make threes. And right. that's yeah. because they got like they one got playmaker. Yeah. So I do think they need another playmaker. And I, they would be better if Tim Tim Hardaway Jr. was there, especially defensively. But sure. I don't know if he's that dude, right? I don't know if he's that guy who you could say, Luca, he's not. be on the court, but take a break. I don't know if you can do that yeah. with that guy. He'll say nope. It. He will no. say it, I, but I don't he know will. if that's a, if that's if that's what they're looking for. Uh, no mention of going and getting Rudy Gobert, huh, guys? Or Kyrie, huh? No Kyrie. Rudy would be Rudy would be playmaker. <laughs> Rudy would be interesting. Rudy would be interesting. All right, that's gonna do it for this week's point of contention. Don't forget subscribe to all the shows on the Athletic Podcast Network. Warriors plus minus anything is potable. Down to dunk, no dunks, glue guys, Sixers beat, Forum Club, game notes. And, of course, Michelle Beadle's podcast, What Did I Miss with Michelle Beadle? For Jay King, for Marcus Thompson, for Andrew Schlecht, I'm Zach Harper. See you next time, and keep it locked in on The Athletic.
Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.